Money, 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 money. Money. That's what we're going to talk about today, folks, on the Two Drink Tim podcast. Welcome. I am your host, Tim Castleman. Thanks so much for tuning in to another edition of the Two Drink Tim podcast. Money, 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 all about money. That's what we're going to talk about today. Specifically, if you're in debt, if you want to get out of debt, if you want to become rich, if you want to you know, save more money than most people make in a year, if you want to do all that stuff, I'm going to share with you that today on the Two Drink Tim podcast. I've introduced the podcast three times now, Tim. I think they fucking got it. Relax. Welcome. Listen, normally I start off with an observation or a rant. I really don't have much uh, to say this week. It's been an exciting week. Uh, it's been a hot week uh, for sure, especially here in Texas. I think yesterday the temperature was about 274 degrees. So for a fat boy like me, that means lots of inside time, and uh, as soon as I get done uh, recording the podcast, of course, I'll be checking out the finals of the World Cup to pretend like I give a shit, uh, more importantly, to make sense of my uh, news feed as it comes across the wire, the wire, like we're back in the 30s. Sorry, don't blame that on me, blame that on Boardwalk Empire. I've been re- watching that a lot. It's a great serial uh, and a great series, and uh, I recommend that you check it out. And if, uh, if you're at all into, you know, Nucky Thompson, the Prohibition era, stuff like that. It's on HBO, you know, spend the 20 bucks and, and get it taken care of. That is, if you have the 20 bucks, and if you don't have the 20 bucks, you definitely need to pay attention and listen to today's episode. So let me tell you what sparked this. Yesterday... Uh, I went to Barnes & Noble to check out some books and see what's going on in the publishing world, kind of keep abreast of that. And uh, I stumbled, literally, uh, across this couple that was looking in the personal financial section. And I knew they were being serious about it because they had brought chairs over from the Starbucks cafe into the section and sit down and they were perusing a bunch of books. They were trying to look for different books that would be helpful. And being uh, me, of course, right, I, I just buttered into the conversation and I said, uh, you don't want those books. You want this book right here. And the book I recommended to them and the book I'll recommend to you is Dave Ramsey's Total Financial Freedom Workbook. I didn't buy the book. I got the workbook. Why did I buy the workbook? Because I fucking was going to do the work and get out of debt. Okay. You can read the story, which is in his book, or you can get the workbook, which, uh, which summarizes the story well enough for you to do everything I'm about to share with you today. Okay. And uh, then it'll walk you through some steps and stuff like that. And here's why I recommended Dave Ramsey. You see, back when I decided that I wanted to quit my job, I had a little problem, and that problem was debt. That problem was really lifestyle. You see, I had amassed, thanks uh, in large part, both figuratively as in size and uh, space, right? My ex-wife and I had run up about uh, $10,000. I maybe it was like six to $10,000 on credit card debt. We had bought a credit that we both fought on the whole time so that was money well spent right and a bunch of other useless shit that truthfully I had no recollection of or didn't uh, didn't have anything to show for so we had about $10,000 in debt probably including my car I was divorced okay um, and I decided hey I hate this job I want to get out but I can't do it if I am in debt because the borrower is slave to the lender right and more importantly than that I can't have financial freedom and I can't have financial peace of mind if I'm undercapitalized you see the reason why most businesses go under is undercapitalization. 
I'll give you an example locally and then nationally. Uh, there is a new restaurant that opened up called the South House. Apparently it's been open for a month or two. And normally, I don't know about your town, but here in Lubbock, like if a new restaurant opens up, it's inundated. It is just overrun with people for the first couple months as they try it out, and then it kind of slows down. Well, what happened is this guy didn't even get the benefit of that because a few weeks after he opened, he closed. And word through the grapevine, and I don't know this to be a fact, so don't sue me if it's wrong, but, but from what I understand, the reason why is because he was undercapitalized and didn't have enough money to get through the project and the lulls successfully. You ever been to Vegas, right, and you see people that are winning money? Okay, why are they winning money? Well, it could be strategy, it could be skill, it could be all that, but a lot of times they have the bank roll to roll with the swings of life so that when the cards are hitting they have the money to invest and when the cards aren't they can be conservative hunker down if you will and and make it through the storm so if you're thinking about starting your own business if you have your own business even if you don't you just want to get out of the oh my god i got to go to this fucking job i hate with these people i can't stand for a career i could give a shit about because i got a pool to pay for or a lawn furniture set this shit is for you because i'm not coming to you from some ivory tower where my family blessed me with millions and millions of dollars okay part of the reason i went in the military not only to serve my country but i had no money for college i had no direction i had to do that what I have loved to have been like the typical college student, right, you know, and be like the captain of the football team and be getting blown by three chicks at the same time and doing cocaine and, you know, I mean, I don't know about your college experience, but that's how it's always been related to me. Of course I would have, but my parents didn't, weren't able to save any money for me to go to college to help me out. And I hadn't saved any money because, fuck, what do I know about financial management at 18 except have money buy porn. At that time, yes, kids, you actually had to purchase porn. It came in DVDs. No, it wasn't even. It was VHS. Oh, good times, right? So I joined the military, right? They don't teach me any financial skills uh, except to save a little bit. So I I do that. I get out. I get married to my ex-wife. We promptly blow through all my piddly savings, which was like 3,000 bucks, and go massively into debt. Well, I get out of the divorce, out of debt. I instantly lose 350 pounds. That's awesome. Big, uh, you know, big relief off my shoulders. And bam, now I'm in this job that I hate with people I can't stand, with a career that I could give a shit about, and I'm doing it because I got to pay off a fucking pizza I bought two years ago on a credit card because I didn't have 10 bucks to my name. It was so bad before my wife and I got married, my first wife, I literally was counting change to buy us McDonald's and stuff like that because she didn't work because why would you work at 18? I mean, your life has peaked, right? And I was making, I don't know, $7 a month, I think, in the military. So as a result of that, you know, there wasn't a lot coming in and there was a hell of a lot going out. So now I've made this decision. I want to quit my job. So I got to get out of debt. I got to start relieving the tension and paying off my debt. So here's exactly what I, what I did. First thing I did, and this was actually recommended to me by Dave Ramsey, and most of this stuff is recommended by Dave, okay? Um, the first thing I did was I started an emergency fund. So I started saving $500, that's what I did at first, for an emergency fund. And the reason you build up this emergency fund is, one, to give you peace of mind, and two, if an emergency pops up, you don't revert back to your old habit of just putting it on a card and paying it off later. So many people I know do that. They just, well, we'll put it on the card, we'll put it on the card, we'll put it on the card. And they play it so close and so tight to the vet that if they sneeze, if a life event happens, if anything occurs, they're just totally financially sunk. 
I mean, I've had a friend, his son fell off um, the counter and needed an MRI, no insurance, so that's all out of pocket, right? Their washing machine breaks, their dryer breaks, the, the wife needs, you know, surgery. And it's like, holy crap, they, if they don't have any money saved up and all that hits at one, they're fucked, right? They're just put in a horrible, horrible position. So the first thing I recommend you do is you save up $500 cash. Now, I'll be honest with you, okay? I truly believe there's only two ways that you can get rich or get out of debt, okay? And that is spend less than you make and earn more than you do currently. You see, in addition to taking my day job money and, and start paying off the debt, okay, the other thing I did was I started my part-time business, when I left Progressive, I was making about 40000 close to $40,000 a year. So there you go. That's cool. 40000 yay. Right now, I earn like a five or six times multiple of that. So a lot of what I'm telling you is going to require for you to do something very tough, very difficult. Seems very hard for people to do at time, and that is work. Okay? If you're broke, right, if you're rubbing two nickels together to keep the internet connection going to listen to this podcast, go get another job. Well, that's above me, Tim. I'm not going to go, you know, flip burgers at McDonald's or go work on the weekend at Walmart or go do anything else. I'm not going to do that. Yeah, you know, my buddy's got a, a cousin like that. Went to prison, came out, suddenly a $10 an hour job was, was not good enough for him. Here's a guy who's getting piped down in prison by other prisoners, but suddenly he has standards when he gets out, right? He's like, no, 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 no. I cannot work at McDonald's. I mean, I'm a felon, but I just can't do it. Uh, that's too tough for me. Okay. Don't be that bitch. Right. Understand something. You're going to have to work. You're going to have to change some habits. You're going to have to put in some effort, but I promise you this. If you live like no one else for a few years later, you will live like no one else. Okay. So first thing, Start saving that money. Get a $500 emergency fund, cash money, open a savings account. That's the other account that you can open if you've never opened one of those before where you can put money and then not fucking touch it unless it's an emergency. And an emergency isn't, oh, the new iPhone 7S came out or Steve Jobs came back to life and needed some money or the new gadget or I want to get my hair did or vacation. That is, I broke my arm. I need some cash to pay some bills, pay the doctor, etc., etc. Okay, so that's number one. You got to start, pay, you know, building up that emergency fund. Step number two is you got to start paying off that debt. All that debt that you accumulated, you need to sit down, pour yourself a stiff one, and write it all down on paper. All the credit cards, all the personal loans, all the charge cards that you have with all the department stores or places like that, all the student loan, you know, whatever debt you have. If you owe somebody five dollars from the fifth grade, you better put that motherfucker on that piece of paper. Spend some time, pour a drink, put it out there, okay? And I understand that's going to suck for a lot of you because it's like, when, it's, like, it's like me, okay? If I step on the scale and I've lost some weight, I'm like, fuck yeah, king of the world, bitches, holla at your boy, right? But if I step on the scale and I gain it, I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with me? Like, I should have stayed bulimic. Like, oh, you know, I, I, I cut to love myself, whatever, whatever people that are afflicted with that disease do, Okay? But you know what I can't do? And you know what doesn't lie is the fucking truth and the scale. It tells me, am I doing good or am I doing bad? Well, this piece of paper is your scale, and it can't lie. And it's going to suck, and it might suck to do it, and that's okay. Because it is the beginning of your journey 
not the end. That's like some Malcolm Gladwell shit right there. That's that's worthy enough for a drink, Tim. Well, thank you. By the way, still rocking the Dos Madres for those of you wondering. I'm trying out a new contraption uh, called a whiskey ball. That's where you just dip your balls in whiskey. And uh, no, uh, it's just basically like a two and a half inch uh, ball that freezes water, right? And you just pop it in there. And so far, it's you know, if nothing else, it looks pretty cool. All right, so here we go. So we get, we're working on that emergency fund. We're doing that. Look, I recommend if you are going to escape the rat race, if you don't want to work the nine to five, if you don't want to say hi ho, hi ho, it's off to work I go, right? Like if you don't want to do that shit, then now would be the time to start that part-time business. Get it up and running so that it can start doing what I told you that I started to do, which is increasing your income. You see, the situation that got you into this is not going to be the situation that gets you out of it. And I'll give you an example from my team, my wonderful and talented assistant, Paula, right? The first time I told her about this, she was so excited they sold a car. They cut cable, and she loves the uh, NFL. So I know that was super hard, right? They really reduced their lifestyle, and they reduced a lot of debt because of it. But then she discovered, hey, wait, I can't get out of debt on the same money I got into it. I might as well start a part-time business. Well, that part-time business has grown into a full-time plus, plus, plus income, okay? I, w- I will say she has done over six figures in T-shirts, ridiculous amounts of money, bought a house, paid off all their debt, right, got a new dog, thinking about adopting another child, right, just crazy life-changing income. But it didn't start like that, and she didn't wait till she got out of debt to do it. She started the business while she was getting out of debt, just like I did. Here's my recommendation to you too, because I did this, and this was partly responsible for the credit card debt. Don't put the shit on a credit card. Pay cash for it, or a debit card. In fact, if you have credit cards right now and you like to use them, do this. Go to the sink, get a Tupperware container, put your credit cards in there, cover that shit with water, throw it in the freezer, and now the only time you touch those motherfuckers is if it's an emergency. It's not like a discretionary, I want a second bean burrito. It's, oh shit, some stuff's happening. I got to break into the emergency cash. So you got your emergency fund set up. You're starting your part-time business if that's what you want to do. Now you got to start paying off that debt. You got that weight in front of you, right? You got that scale telling you everything that you need to do. Here's what you got to do because this, and it, it, it sounds ridiculous at first, but it makes sense when I explain it to you. You got to go smallest to largest, okay? So if you owe that guy $5 from the fifth grade, bam, go pay that guy. Two things happen. One, you get to line through that line item. That feels fucking amazing. And two, you see momentum in action, right? If I asked you, hey, go outside, take a trip around the block, that's a successful day, or go run a 26-mile marathon, you're going to take the step around the block. That's what we're trying to do. It's like these guys who are like, I want to get in shape, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to go work out six times a day, and I'm going to do blah and blah. No, you're not. No, you are not. What you should do is just make the expectation that, hey, I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to do one push-up, one pull-up, and build up from there. Build that long-term lifetime habit instead of that short-term crash and dive. So you start paying off that debt. Here's another thing to do. Look if you can consolidate loans. Okay, my wonderful and lovely wife, right, when I met her, had some questionable credit and was paying 18% on a car, was paying 30% on a loan to Dell for a laptop that was built sometime in the 50s. 
the screen was practically black and white. And I was like, no, 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 no. So we were able to consolidate that debt at a much lower interest rate. Okay, See if you can do that. The difference between 30% and 12% is freaking huge. Is huge. Absolutely freaking huge. So you start paying off that debt. You're building up that side income. You're changing the way that you live and you're paying off your debt consistently and you're seeing check marks or lines going across. Now here's the thing that Dave doesn't tell you that I will tell you. It's going to require some changes to your lifestyle. You see, I lived in a shitty neighborhood already when I was broke, so I didn't move. But I drove a Chevy Cavalier. Now, all my friends had new, beautiful Ford, Dodge, Ram, you know. They all had new pickup trucks, right? And they were all going on vacation for the 4th of July and New Year's. And they were all taking their family and going here and buying boats and motorcycles and extra cars and swimming pools and a new big house that they didn't even need. They were doing all that shit. While I was living in a shitty neighborhood with no cell phone. I know, you can't actually function without a cell phone, right? Not going out at nights and weekends. Did I mention the Chevy Cavalier? If I didn't, uh, I'll mention it here. If I did, think about that for a second. A fucking Chevy Cavalier. What a bitch getter that is, right? And just living way below my means. I don't even think I had cable. I might have had Dish TV, but I mean, uh, what I'm saying is I was saving a lot of money. I wasn't going out to eat every night. I was eating healthy choice meals at home, even though they weren't healthy or really my choice, okay? The whole goal was to drastically pare down my lifestyle. Now, I'm not telling you you need to do that, okay? But what I am saying is look at your credit card bill. How much money are you spending going out to eat? How many hundreds, if not thousands of dollars a month? My buddy who just had all that, you know, trauma and drama happen in his life, I guarantee you that guy spends over a thousand bucks a month going out to eat. If he would make that change over the course of a year, that'd be twelve thousand bucks. Hell, if he cut it in half, it'd still be six thousand. So you are going to have to make some changes. You're gonna have to reduce your lifestyle a little bit. It's okay. Because later Right? Dave Ramsey has the whole live like no one else so later you can live like no one else. My thing is let them laugh at you now. You'll be laughing at them later. Harsh but true. So start paying off that debt. Get it all paid off with the exception of like the big ones. Your house, your car, and your uh, student loans. That's my recommendation. Get all three of those done. Uh, all three of those knocked out except for those three. Because those are big ones and we're going to crank on them little by little. And what's really going to knock those out, by the way, is not your regular income. It's an explosion of additional income. Whether that's you saving more money because you've reduced your lifestyle or increasing your business to where you can pay for it. See, I paid my first house off. Yes, first house when I was 31 years old. Okay. Don't get excited. It was a, a three-bedroom, one-bath house built in the 1960s. But it was perfect for what I needed. It was within my means, and I own it. And now every month that house pays me instead of me paying it. But the way I was able to do that was not by paying an extra 50 bucks every two weeks. It was by being able to go, uh, here's a check for 10000 and 12000 and 13000 Imagine at age 31 or at any age really, being able to walk into the bank and go, yes, I'd like to see what the balance is on my home. Great. Can I write you a check for that? 
That's pretty freaking amazing, especially for a guy whose parents filed bankruptcy and honestly didn't think or, you know, or ever envision amounting to shit. So you start paying off your debt. You do things like switching from credit card to paying cash. Oh, I really want that new iPhone 5S. Oh, okay, great. That's awesome. Why don't you put $500 cold hard cash in your hand and then the iPhone and then make a decision. Which one do you want more? The $500 you got in cash or the iPhone? And if you want the iPhone, that's fine. As long as you're able to, to do your responsibilities and you're paying down on your debt. Okay, the other thing we do is we saved up for shit. So I was like, hey, we want a new couch. All right, the new couch set is $1,200 or 13 or 3000 whatever it is. All right, well, if we just put this money aside, once we get it up to Y, then we'll do that. So, got the emergency fund, you're paying down on your debt, and you're increasing your income. The next thing, and this is critical, and this speaks directly to the capitalization of your business, okay? You got to have, you got to go back and you got to restock that emergency fund, but you got to scale it up big. Now, I will say this with this caveat, okay? This is my prescription for success, not anybody else's. If you know some guy out there that quit everything and had $2 to his name and rubbed nickels together and now he's a jillionaire, good for that guy. I'm not that guy. I'm the guy that's risk adverse and wants to make sure that every risk is a calculated risk that has a higher potential for paying off than not. Therefore, my financial strategy is probably a little more strict than others. But what I recommend that you do is you have three to six months, six months being the preferred, of expenses saved up before you say, fuck you, boss, I'm out, bitches, and hit the ejection cord. Okay? And if you can, it's good to have a spouse that is working full-time and can, can ensure you medically, like I have the luxury of doing when I got started. So, build up that emergency fund. Let me tell you what money does, okay? Money buys freedom, yes. But you know what money really buys is peace of mind. You see, when you have money in the bank, suddenly that job doesn't become so important, right? Suddenly you don't need to depend on it for everything. So then you can start doing what you want to do instead of what you have to do. See, most of us, unfortunately in this world are one paycheck away from oh shit and total and utter disaster. But guess what? When you get two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten paychecks away from that, your peace of mind goes up, your stress level goes way down, and your give a shit factor goes way down as well. And I can speak to that both do, doing that, meaning I have um, you know, done that to employers because it's like, oh, I got enough money, you know, you can go fuck yourself. And having that done to me. Where it's like, okay, this employee is a shooting star and doing awesome and amazing. They have a huge influx of cash. Still doing really well, but not as before. And not even, the thing is, you don't even do it consciously. It's just your attitude changes. It's like, well, I don't have to kill myself for this guy because I'm already doing better over here with this thing. So then you build up that three to six month emergency fund and then you make the ejection. But by this time, if you've done it, you've got money saved up, you've got all your debt paid down except for the big three, okay, and, and you've been running your business part-time and it's up to the point where it's at least bankrolling what you need to make a month. 
Okay, now everyone I talk to, everyone's like, I want to make $10,000 a month. I want to make $10,000 a month, right? That's awesome and amazing and totally doable. I mean, shit, we had the worst month on company record last month, um, and we still made over $10,000. So my point is, you can totally do that, but the but what you need to understand is, let's get you to the point where if you're making $3,000, let's get you to that point first, and then we'll go up and scale up from 3000 to $10,000. And then once you do that, stay on your budget. If you're used to making $3,000 a month, do that. I remember when I first started making really good money, I sat on Amazon for an hour looking at these two Bluetooth headsets. I couldn't decide, and both of them were really expensive, meaning $45 each. And I couldn't decide and couldn't decide. Finally, my wife had enough. She came in, she ordered them both, and she's like, stop it. Like, we have money now. You can do that. But that's how ingrained... Me being on a budget was. Now, I've clearly made up for that, and we'll definitely talk about that here in just a second. But at that time, at that point in my frame of mind, it was definitely something where I was like, I don't want to spend too much money. I need to be financially conservative and a good steward of the cash that I got. So what happened, Tim? So I'm 31 years old. I pay off my house. Um, I think at that time I had close to six figures cash in the bank. I'm sure I'm sure I did. Uh, are pretty damn near close. So we pay off the house and instantly things change. The second we write that final check, suddenly the house becomes no longer livable and we need to move to a, a better neighborhood. Okay, so I always tease my wife about that. She doesn't really like it. But the truth of the matter was we lived in a shithole neighborhood before we moved to that house. Then we moved to that house. It was a better neighborhood, but it wasn't getting good. It was, you know, it's turning shitty. I mean, it's a house in the 1950s in a low-income district. What do you think's happening to that place, right? It certainly isn't getting improved. Um, so we decide, hey, it's time to jet. So then we go have this house built for us, okay? We have a four-bedroom, two-bath house built in a very nice school district. If we ever decide to have kids, that'll be great. If not, congratulations for paying for your children's education. And we move in, right? And because we're making good money now, like, I want the carpet out. I want hardwood floors. We want X, we want Y, we want Z. So we got a lot more expenses now because, remember, I didn't have a mortgage. So we got that. And then, oh, well, you know, our, our Chevy Cavaliers, they don't cut it anymore. So let's go get two new newer cars. I never buy a new car, but we bought newer cars. So our debt went, bam, right back up. And here's another thing that I did that was incredibly, incredibly stupid was I started listening to people going, oh, Tim, you know what? You should use credit cards because you're so financially responsible. You should use credit cards, man, because you can get all these points and these cool trinkets and these gadgets and these imaginary dollars. So, of course, I do that, but I make it a game. And it's like, man, if I just get a new credit card every month, spend $3,000 on it, I get $500 back. Look at how much money I save. Right, which is my wife's favorite line when she comes home with two bags full of clothes. I'm like, what? She's like, but I saved $274. I'm like, give me the 274 bucks you saved. Oh, it was an imaginary box. So I started getting stupid with that, and it starts getting complicated. You see, simplicity is the key to success. When you pay cash for everything, and you pay, have all your bills on auto pay, and you don't use credit cards, and you don't have debt, it makes it real easy to cut the two or three checks a month that you need to. But when you got five different credit cards and two car payments and a house payment, it just got nuts. So what did I do? All right? I went back to simplicity. Okay? We still use our credit cards for stuff that is required payment. So monthly insurance, mortgage, anything like that that we can put on a credit card that we have to pay every month, that's what I'm trying to use it for. 
And I do believe it's okay to have a credit card. It's, it might even be necessary. But if you are impulsive or you do not keep track of it or if you don't have a large bankroll coming in each month to cover when you go nuts and wild and crazy, then I highly suggest that you don't use them. But what you must do is stay on a budget, keep that budget, and then invest that money that you're making. It's no good just sitting in the bank. Now, I say that as a guy who doesn't do very much investing except real estate because I know and understand real estate. The other thing is, because of my parents and their f shaky financial background and because of the nature of my business and the fact that, you know, who knows what could happen today or tomorrow, I like to keep a large cash reserve. But now it's to the point where even my bank is like, hey, you need to invest some of this because it's just sitting there not doing anything except collecting like half a percent of interest. So now I'm going to start investing it so that my money can make me more money. The first place I'm going to do it is my business. Then after the business, then I'll invest in whether it's going to be real estate, whether it's going to be different businesses, whether I'm going to acquire other things, who knows. But here's what I do know. My life has drastically changed because of this one thing and this one thing only. Being able to have the financial freedom and the peace of mind is amazing and it is priceless. And you know my old saying, let them laugh at you now so you can laugh at them later? All of my friends, every single one of them that went through this with me, that understood what I was doing, saw me doing it, convinced themselves they couldn't do it, told me that told me there are multiple hundreds, if not thousands of reasons why they couldn't do it, are all still struggling. They're all at jobs they hate, with people they can't stand, in careers they could give a fuck about. A lot of them have new fancy vehicles. A lot of them have big fancy houses. A few of them have big fancy pools. And a lot of trinkets and side gadgets to go along with them. But you know what those people don't have? They don't have six figures in the bank. They don't have a paid off house. And they don't have the peace of mind that they could just shut off the world for weeks, months, and maybe even years and still be financially free. They don't have that freedom. They don't have that peace of mind. They don't have the choice or ability to do what they want because they have to do what they have to do because they owe and they owe, so it's off to work they go. So here's what I'm going to tell you. If you follow what I just told you here, build up an emergency fund of 500 bucks, 1000 if you got kids, Put your debt smallest to largest. Start paying those bastards off while you build a part-time business or go get a part-time job. And then start saving an emergency fund. Even if you don't decide to eject, you will never be a slave to a job that you hate. You'll never have to work with people you don't want to work with. And you certainly won't have to have a career that you don't give a shit about. And here's something else I will promise you. There is nothing that looks as good, tastes as good, and feels as good as freedom. 
And when everyone laughs at you and they go, oh, I can't believe that you aren't keeping up with us and getting new cars and new houses and going into debt and being miserable and stressed out and not being able to take a cool vacation because you can't afford to this year because you wanted to get a pizza six months ago. When everybody's still on that stupid fucking track and you do your own thing, people are going to look at you. They're going to talk shit. They may even laugh at you. They may tell you how you're crazy, right? I had Tim, you're crazy. You can't not have a car payment. That's funny, because I didn't have one for many years. And the one that I have now is interest-free. Or damn near, I think it's like maybe 2% interest. Well, you know, Tim, this is a great house. It's a, it's a small house. Yes, it is a small house that I had first. And you know what that small house is now? A revenue generation. Well, dude, I just couldn't do. All that are, all those things are, are excuses for them to justify their lifestyle to you. Well, let me tell you why I'm a failure and all the reasons why I've justified that in my head. Let me tell you why I can't do this or that. I can't have a salad once in a while. I can't walk. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. It's like, well, you're right. You can't, but I can. And because you can and because I can, we're going to live the lives that the can't people, well, can't. So that's it this week. Money, money, money. One, one last little caveat, okay? Uh, especially in my internet marketing business. You see people bragging all the time. Oh, I did a $200,000 launch. I did a million-dollar launch. I did this and that. It doesn't matter how much money anybody makes. All that matters is what do they keep. And at the end of the day, that's all that matters to you. I know people that make $3,000 a month that save more than a guy that makes 30000 a month. So don't get impressed by the flash. Most of the gurus out there, the reason they keep launching, they keep putting their products out there, is because they have to, because they don't save any of their money. Or they give it all away in launch prizes and copy and blah and blah and blah. I promise you, there are people out there right now teaching you how to become a millionaire that don't even know what $10 looks like. So don't be one of those people. Don't get caught up in the game. Simplify your life. Decrease your lifestyle. Increase your income. Pay off your debts. Save your money. Say your prayers. Take your vitamins. The last two are not my suggestion. That's Hulk Hogan's. Get Dave Ramsey's Total Money Makeover Workbook and change your life forever. And if you need any help with that, I am always available free of charge at contacttimcastleman at gmail.com. Again, contacttimcastleman at gmail.com. And again, even if you don't decide to do everything, the one thing I will share with you is this. The number one reason businesses fail, I believe, is undercapitalization. Save that money. Build that freedom. Change your life and the life of your children. Because that's the great thing. You're not just changing your life. I mean, if I do decide to have kids, chances are they're going to walk into two paid-off homes by the time that they're 18. That's pretty freaking awesome. What if they added two and the next added two? Who knows? 10, 15, 20 years, right? Well, hopefully, not if I have 10 years. If my kid has a kid at 10, I failed as a father. So, you know, the next few generations, my family tree could be significantly different than what it is today. So it's not only bettering myself immediately, but it's changing the financial structure and freedom of the rest of my family for an entire generation and multiple generations to come. You can do it. I have faith in you. Until next time, talk to you soon.